Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Kevin Durant returns for the Phoenix Suns on Wednesday night for the last game of a three-game road trip that ends in Toronto. But it was an ugly night for the Phoenix Suns. Their shooting, subpar. Their defense, subpar. Their hustle, subpar. And then at the beginning of the third quarter, Devin Booker goes and tweaks his ankle, exit the games, and it was in clear pain. Clear, clear pain. Toughs it out, comes back, plays, but was clearly ineffective. And ultimately, the Phoenix Suns, the winning streak ends at seven. They are now 11 and seven, Matthew. And that was much akin to the start time of 530 Arizona time. Just a weird game, man. Yeah, you. everything always comes back down to zero. No matter what. I mean, the Suns were seven games in a row winning. Booker's MVP stuff was out there. Then you have a piece by the ringer. Um, best yeah. point guard out there in the NBA and he gets hurt. Uh, obviously KD comes back and he can't make one shot, but, um, it just was a weird day. I think it's just, it was fitting. This is how it works, right? Every time you can just go on a streak, people start talking about you in the media. It kind of goes back down to zero just for a little bit. And then we'll be back in a couple weeks. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. You're hundred percent right though. Anytime, like for those of you who are new to Suns fandom, welcome aboard. Welcome to the pain. Anytime anything good happens to Phoenix, there's an instant and immediate reaction to it. Devin Booker was named uh, two days ago the Western Conference Player of the Week. Had a stellar week. The Suns go 4-0. As you mentioned, a great piece on the ringer about how he could be the best point guard in the NBA. For everybody out there who was concerned about whether or not the Phoenix Suns had a point guard, Devin Booker has been him this season. And what happens? He comes out. A poor shooting night to begin with. I believe he was one of eight from the field when he injured his ankle. That first half, he was one of eight, had six points. He and the rest of the team, they looked like the team that was on the second night of a back-to-back. The Toronto Raptors lost in Brooklyn last night, fly home, get home at four in the morning Toronto time, come out and play, and then boom. They boat race the Phoenix Suns. They're the ones who are engaged. They're the ones who are... Uh, active on the boards and in transition, their length and their athleticism and willing to get out and run in the fast break. It reminded me a lot of that game, those two games against the San Antonio Spurs, where their whole philosophy was, you know what, we're just going to rebound the ball. And once we get it, we're getting it out uh, on the boundaries and running it up and down the court on Phoenix. And that's what happened. And a, a freak and unfortunate play for Devin Booker as he landed on an opposing Toronto Raptors player's foot and tweaked his ankle and now we sit and wait now we sit and wait knowing that denver is uh coming to town on friday night and that's a big showdown and we don't know what we'll have because we, we know what we do have and it can't be nice we never yeah, and, nice. in season tournament too wow we had that coming up and the suns fought hard to get back into it won the mm-hmm. wild card spot now you have to worry about the injuries and how much does it really matter because i know booker's gonna want to play uh try to go to vegas win it there. Um, but it's, it's all about the injuries again. So, um, we're going to wake up tomorrow and we'll see a tweet 
and we'll know how long he's out. Yep. Limp, maybe a couple games. Limp dick book. So a couple things that we want to remind everybody of before we kick off uh, the Suns Jam therapy session. Uh, subscribe, rate, and review. If it's your first time watching the show, welcome to the Suns fandom, you poor, poor, pitiful thing. Poor, poor, pitiful us. Poor, poor, pitiful us. Uh, make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. Hit that thumbs up button and hit the subscribe button as well. If you're listening, uh, thank you for doing so. And a reminder, if you go to phoenixfits.net, they've got some pretty cool deals over there. Uh, like the ones we are showing for those of you who are watching, you can pre-order these Phoenix jerseys. Uh, designed by Suns Uni Tracker. You can pre-order them through the 15th of December. They have the letters and the numbers stitched on. The front roses are sub uh, printed on fabric. The black roses are embroidered. Use sizes all the way through six extra large. And if you use promo code SUNSJAM10, you will get 10% off of this. So it's one way to support the pod and have some pretty, pretty cool threads there. Uh, and then, of course, Brightside Night is coming on the 16th of January, Suns vs. Kings. So if you go to suns.com backslash Brightside, you can donate $15, sends a kid to a game. Hopefully it's one where Devin Booker's playing. And uh, you, the more you donate, the more uh, kids you can send to the game, as well as uh, there's levels and tiers where you can actually attend the game yourself and and have a meet and greet before the game i'm waiting to hear from dave king as to who that meet and greet is is with in the past it's been general manager james jones so definitely something to look into make sure you follow the show at sun's jam you can follow me at darth voida you can follow matthew I'm and you can read our writing at brightsideofthesun.com let's get into it matthew i'm popping nothing open there's nothing to drink or celebrate tonight except wata uh let's just let's drop the beat One twelve to one hundred five. The Phoenix Suns' winning streak is over. They are now eleven and seven on the season, which, of course, brings me to my first question. Oi, Matty, mate, I've got to ask Matthew. As you take a look at this game against the Toronto Raptors, just overall feeling on the game. What 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 was your feeling on this game as you watched the entire thing? Well, to add to a weird night, I did miss the first quarter. Um, went to the chiropractor right after work. Then I hopped in the car, got went to In-N-Out Burger, and I actually watched the second quarter in in and out by myself. You went to In-N-Out Burger? I did. I was like, I got to eat some in and out So I was going to get it to go. I got uh, two double-doubles, protein-style, animal-style, and a large Diet Coke. Delicious. And I sat there, and I watched the second quarter by myself just hanging out. I was like, this is kind of cool. I should do this more often. <laughs> did, 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 did any jamsters come up to you and be like, hey, Matthew, listen? I saw a guy with a sun shirt. I was just I was hiding my face. I was like, oh, hopefully he doesn't notice me. I should have put my hat on. He probably would have noticed me. <laughs> it makes a difference. Um, but, yeah, definitely it was just a weird game. Um, like I said in the beginning, I think things like this always happen. Uh, when you are really talked up as a team, as a player in Devin Booker, then things start to slide a little bit. There's always those freak little accidents. And this year, the injuries that just happened to Booker off like off and on all, what is it, 17 games, whatever mm -hmm. it is right now. Mm -hmm. So 
this game was just the way it had to happen, I think, for right now. And I think going into next game and then you have to go into the in-season tournament after the Memphis Grizzlies game, I think really you're just kind of focused on after Booker got hurt, I'm like, all right, well, can we get through the next two games without him? Maybe win one and then go into the in-season tournament and maybe he can play? Because when he went to the bench, dude, he was like basically trying not to cry. Like, I don't know if yeah. he might have been crying. And I almost started crying because I, I cannot live without Booker. I I have to have him on the court. I don't care about anything else. I don't care about anything else. I don't care about Katie. Gives a fuck about Katie. <laughs> I do. Kidding. I know I do too, but I just don't want Book to be hurt again. So, that's yeah. So, as you mentioned, kind of a, a weird, quirky game starts at five thirty. I mean, same thing. I was listening to John Bloom uh, in the drive home to to uh, for I think the majority of the first quarter. I think the second quarter is when I finally got home, uh, settled in, and started watching the game. And you know, based off what I was hearing and then viewing, it was just a sloggy game. I wouldn't say sloppy. It was sloggy. It was like, you know, after uh, your sprinklers go off first thing in the morning in your yard, and then you walk out there and it's just like, you know, you're just going to get grass all over your sandals and oops, you stepped in some cat shit or some dog shit or something out there. And it's like, oh, now I can't bring those sandals inside. It was just a sloggy kind of game. The Suns were uh, had wide open shots and they were missing all the shots that they normally make. Uh, they were missing bunnies on the interior. They're missing layups. They're missing mid-range jumpers. Kevin Durant goes two of eight ultimately from beyond the arc, and he's not hitting anything. Devin Booker's missing everything, and it just felt like, oh, it's one of these games. Like you knew it was going to be a loss, and that's okay. Like it happens. It happens to every team in the NBA for some reason. It happens in Toronto. I think we've been held under one ten for the past four consecutive seasons in Toronto. It's just this weird. Uh, thing it's like Drake sitting on the sideline and is has a Devin Booker doll and he's like playing voodoo with it. Who's he uh, rooting for? I have is no idea. Because every time they showed him, he's always like, "Is he mad that the Raptors made a basket? Or is he cheering them on like, oh, the dog in them? Or does he have a tattooed eyebrow? What is up with him? He's like God's plan. He's really fucking big too. I didn't <laughs> he's a he massive a big head, head, dude. Big, yeah. That big head Drake. Uh, but yeah, as the game continued. You know, it just, it just it was weird. And the whole time I was just like, you know, I'm covering it for Brightside and I'm, I'm putting together the recap. And I'm just like, I have to give my props to Toronto. I, I don't think I've ever wrote so much about an opposing team in a, in a recap because of what they were doing and the way that they were doing it. And it's one of the reasons why Toronto as a team is a puzzle, right? Because they have all these long athletic guys who hustle. And yeah, you can body them around a little bit. And we'll talk about that with Yusuf Nurkic. But for the most part, their athleticism uh, and their shooting ability, at least tonight, was what put them in the lead. Every time the Suns would get a defensive stop, they'd get an offensive rebound. Or if the Suns would hit a two, they'd come down and like Precious Achua, who's shooting 23% from beyond the arc, is hitting threes on you. And it was just one of those nights. And that's frustrating. But obviously the most frustrating thing is it feels like we're becoming the Brooklyn Nets. It feels like... We have a three-headed monster relative to superstardom, and they just can't get on the court together. And we knew that with Bradley Beal, but Devin Booker like hurt again, and we'll see. And I'm like, I'm waiting. I'm all I am relying on the Jamsters who are watching along live to let us know if they see anything on Twitter uh, about what Frank Vogel says. And we know we're going to get the, the the basic Frank Vogel answer. But yeah, I mean, it's a little netty where it's just like. There's Kevin Durant just out there trying to will the team to victory, and he can't he can't do it alone, man. He can't do it alone. 
it does seem like that. The only thing is different, of course, with the Brooklyn Nets is you had some quitters on the team and some guys that just weren't interested. The worst part is like these guys really want to play. And of course, Booker, who almost was crying tonight, just knew it was something that where he might have to sit out a couple games. The whole Bradley Beal thing is just frustrating as all hell. But then when you have Booker playing the way he's been playing, MVP level, just averaging 30 and nine, which is like MJ numbers, it's fucking ridiculous. Well, if it was the number, if it was like 39 and nine, that would be MJ. So we say 39 and six. So he's not quite there yet. Uh, but he, uh, he's been just playing so great. And now KD is back to, okay, well, I've, I was off two games and now I got to really just, you know, lead this team who was without Grayson Allen and Nazir little two guys that we definitely need um, to really help us out on the stretch. If Booker's going to miss some games. A hundred percent. So we can talk a little bit, obviously, about Denver. Heck, we already have, but <laughs> we'll, we'll give him his drop. Big Dick Booker. Evan Booker goes two of 12 from the field, a total of eight points. And that two of 12 ties him for his third worst shooting percentage of his career in games when he shoots at least 10 shots. It was just a rough night. Like I said, he was one of eight when he went down uh, and, and he came back. Do you think it was wise for Devin Booker to come back? Because he was in clear pain. And even every time they cut to him during a timeout, a timeout was called, he'd go, he'd sit down and you could see him. And he just looked, like he looked like my dad before my dad's about to kick my ass. He just he had that kind of look Ooh. on his face, like he was just Sorry getting. Yeah, you knew Not you knew bad, a, huh? you, you knew a backhand was coming when my dad had that grimace <laughs> on his face. Devin Booker looked like he wanted to punch a motherfucker tonight, uh, but he physically wasn't able to. So, do you think it was a good idea to have Devin Booker come back, or you know, is he healthy enough to do so? I don't know. What, what do you think? Well, from my heart. I need him back on the court just to know. I mean, I was texting Nephew Hayden like, I just don't care. He was asking me about who's going to win the MVP this year, Jokic and beat. I'm like, you know what? Uh, fuck the NBA. Booker's out. And if he's out <laughs> for another couple of weeks, I'm not watching anything. I don't care about these guys that should be MVPs but won't win it because of the narrative that Booker had this year to win it. Like, Booker, this is his opportunity to win. Um, but, yeah, I just I, him coming back out in this type of game, I don't think it matters. I think he obviously – needs to get back out there just mentally just to kind of be like okay i'm all right like i can get through this game and i don't have to sulk in the back and just worry about these like x-rays coming back positive and just me being out longer um but i do think that in this type of game also where you didn't think they're gonna win right the sun's team that didn't really have a chance today i mean in subreddit they were talking about this is the type of game on our side and the Raptors side that mm -hmm. it's gonna go down to the wire and then katie's gonna hit a shot to win the way i was thinking i was like i don't think we're ever gonna win because like you said Every time we got close, they just pulled away. Booker defensively, obviously, with that ankle, it was a he was a reliability, kind of laid off, didn't play too hard on a lot of guys. But, oh, there was a little crack. But I just think offensively, he can still get a shot. It's not going to be the same, obviously. But I just think he needs to be on the court for himself, just mentally, just to know, like, hey, I'm okay, even though he's not. So I guess, does it even matter if he's out there or not in this type of game? What do you think? I don't think it does because – historically he has had a hard time when he plays against the the Toronto Raptors I think it's the third his third lowest scoring output in his career is against the yeah. Toronto Raptors he averages 21.2 points per game which brings me to you know what time it is trivia time all right Matthew looking at his entire career what Two teams, so I, I think Toronto's fourth. 
What are what what's the number one team for Devin Booker holding him to his least amount of points? Take a guess. Um, is it Memphis? It is not Memphis. I'm going to give you two other guesses. Two other guesses? Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, let's no. go Clippers. Clippers is number three. He averages 19.7 okay. points per game in 21 career games against the Los Angeles Clippers. So one more choice. I'm going to go. Oh, oh. I should give you a hint. Should I give you a hint? Um, I just want to say San Antonio. Well, that would be incorrect. <laughs> uh, it is the Orlando Magic. Oh, see, I wouldn't have never guessed that. Exactly. I was going to give you a hint. My my hint would be my favorite player in from this franchise has the same jersey number as Devin Booker. Oh, Penny you, Hardaway? Penny Hardaway. I loved Penny yeah, Hardaway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, 18.2 points per game against them. Indiana, 19.1. Clippers, 19.7. Toronto, 21.2. Uh, so it's a team that he just kind of historically has – a hard time against. And I don't know if it's because Drake is sitting there in the front row. That he's like, Oh, I'm going to, he's like, he's going to write a song about this one day, man. You know, like uh, about how tough I am coming out, but it's just, I don't know if it was the right move to have him come back out. Cause when I first saw him come back out and he was limping, you know, and again, Booker's a tough son of a bitch. Yeah, he is. He'll play and he'll play through anything unless you tell him not to. That's just the kind of competitor he is with everything that's going on, knowing that this team needed him. That's what he wanted to do. It wasn't what the Suns needed, and Frank Vogel probably should have said, no, you know what, book? Take some time, sit down. But I think the fact that we didn't have Grayson Allen, he was out with injury, or illness, I'm sorry. We didn't have Nasir Little. He's out for personal reasons. He just had a daughter yesterday, so he's out uh, being there for his family. You were depleted a little bit of that guard depth. And... Booker's like, listen, I'm going to help this team go out and get a win. Unfortunately, he had that one big three-point opportunity. The Suns are down 108 to 105, had a big three-point opportunity. And while KD's cooking, Booker's the one taking the shot. And I don't know if that was the right decision either. Mm, I don't mind. Even if he was hurt, I want Booker to take it. I don't care. Like, I think Booker just right now, the the kind of courageousness he really has out there to really take any kind of shot is just, is that even a word, courageousness? Who gives a fuck? Tonight doesn't matter, right? We can just do whatever we want. Um, but uh, after that shot he did make against the Knicks, you know, the, the game winner with a, about a second left back on the clock, when he walked back to the to the bench, he just is like, I don't care this year. Like, there's just a different demeanor with him where he's just like, you know what? I don't care. This year is about getting to the finals and winning the finals. That's it. Yes, right? I might, this is true. Winning the end season tournament, that'd be awesome. But you can just tell on his face, like, none of this other shit matters. Like, I'm going to play hard. I'm going to come out here and play hard against any team we play. It doesn't matter how shitty they are. I'm going to show up for the fans. I'm going to do my little MJ impression where it matters. I want these fans to see me and they know me when they leave. Booker right now is just caring so much about that in the playoffs, but putting up stellar stats, helping his team win on a seven-game win streak. But also, I just think that he just doesn't really care about the extra stuff right now, and that's what's so frustrating to him because he's just like, let me get through this year and just stay healthy, right? Till we get to the playoffs. And that's just, I feel like in the back of his mind, like everything else, even the game winner, it's awesome they won, but he can just tell. He's just like, I don't care, man. I just want to get to the bigger yeah, prize at the end of the year. I, I get it. But I mean, like, I mean, we've all heard the phrase or the, the terminology, the best ability is availability. The best ability is durability. And we've seen it with like the Clippers, right? Like the challenge with the Clippers is that's the game that they play every season. Well, as long as we get to the playoffs and we're all healthy, yeah. we'll be fine. And what happens? They get to the playoffs and somebody gets injured because they're not durable enough to main to, to play through injuries and to, and to survive 
at four rounds of playoff basketball. The Clippers have never been to an NBA Finals, let alone with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. You know, now they have more people. So I get that mentality, but I also understand that we need to we need to be on the court. We need to have our guys playing. We have to develop chemistry. You can't just turn it on in the playoffs. We know that the playoffs are all that matters, but the the regular season matters for those reasons, for durability and for chemistry reasons. And the Suns, again, we'll we'll stay tuned, Jamsters. Uh, we'll see what happens relative to Devin Booker and and his injury. Uh, and hopefully, it's just you know he landed on it funny, and you know somebody up there in Canada touches it just right, and they Mister Miyagi that thing, and he's fine. And come Friday, he's playing against Denver. Uh, Speaking of, you know, people who have been injured, missing the last two games with a sore foot, returning tonight, one Kevin Wayne Durant. Who the heck are you? Yeah, I'm Kevin Durant. You know who I am. Y'all know who I am. Did anybody see a sniper? Did anybody see anything? I'm one of the best players to ever played a game. So, yeah, Kevin Durant comes back tonight, scores 30 points, because that's what Kevin Durant does. Six assists, four rebounds, one steal. 11 of 30 from the field, two of eight from downtown, six of six from the free throw line. But yeah, 30 field goals for 30 points, not the most efficient Durant because he too had the same case that the rest of the Suns had. They simply just could not hit any shots. Uh, Overall, as a team, they ended up shooting 40% from the field. Okay, you take a look at, this season is so, and we've had we've had an interesting season. We all know that Suns fans. We've had the fourth quarter Suns issues. We've had uh, turnover issues. Like, gosh, I've I've never seen. Well, I've definitely seen. What am I talking about? I'm a Phoenix Suns fan. Um, but you take a look at tonight, and that forty percent is the third worst performance that they had. The only other two performances where they had a worse field goal percentage was thirty six percent at Philadelphia in a loss. And 38.6% in that loss to Oklahoma City. So you shoot 40%. You shoot like they did from beyond the arc at, what did they end up shooting? 26%? 26.9%. That's their second worst three-point shooting percentage. And they still almost won. I mean, take that into account. You know, And, and kudos to the Jamsters. No one's going crazy. Everyone's obviously just concerned about uh, Devin Booker. But the efficiency, at, you know, as John Tran says, efficiency was ouch. But no one is freaking out because we knew that, you know, this happens in the NBA. They had a bad shooting night and they were still in it. And part of that is because of the efforts of Kevin Durant, Matthew. Yeah, he wasn't out that long, just the two games. But even him coming back from that, it's going to take a little time. It's just going to take maybe one game. He'll be fine. But he did score the 30 points. And like you said, at the end of the game, you want him to maybe take the shot. When it was towards the end of the game and that shot was taken by book to tie the game, I didn't know Kevin Durant had 30 points. It's just, it's crazy. And efficiency wasn't good, obviously, but it'll be their next game. Um, the thing is, there's this really quick the big warthog does say, um, uh, we should have kept Mikhail, never missed a game. You know what? If Durant kept playing the season like game one this year, then yeah, I would still be missing Mikhail. But now that I know what KD is for real on the Suns team and what he brings to the Suns team when you're missing Bradley Bill and you kind of forget about it. Cause him and Booker are just that good together with the surrounding unit. I don't care about that anymore. Um, I think in a night like tonight, like I talked about before, it's just one of those games where it's an off game. Um, and the whole time you just know they're going to lose a game. You're kind of okay with it. Cause it's like, it's a seven game win streak. It's going to come to an end and mm-hmm. KD should have got to the line. What are these refs doing? Like he had six for six free throws. 
like they were just missing every call. KD had that tech, which is crazy. He never gets text, does he? Was yeah. it's like his second not, one of his not, career? Not often of his career. So I'm I'm just like he needs to get to the line more. They're freaking tripping, dude. These these refs were not calling anything. There's a lot of those little shots that he goes across the lane, draws mm-hmm. a contact. He was missing them, but he was getting fouled. He was not getting the line. If he would have got to the line, we probably would have won. Obviously, he would have probably been like 15 and 15 this game because he was getting fouled all over the place. I thought. Yeah, it's it's tough to have that conversation um, when you shot more free throws than the opposition. We had 23; they had 21. Yeah. But Raptors. I'll agree. <laughs> I'm just what, what's that? I just Raptors just they're not that good of a team. I'm, yeah. I'm only saying it because it's Kevin Durant. No, I, I'm I just, with you, like and and that's where I think that if I was to provide a description of how the officials officiated tonight. Terrible. Take a lap. God awful. Get going. Terrible. Take a lap. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. They were terrible. They need to be t- doing laps around Scotiabank Arena on the outside yeah. tonight, uh, because yeah, there was a ton of contact uh, on Booker and on on uh, Kevin Durant. And I, I wrote a piece for Bright Side of the Sun uh, that was published yesterday, talking about just that: how this Phoenix Suns team is the third best at getting to the line, and part of the reason is because you have Devin Booker and you have Kevin Durant. And they averaged 16.6 free throws combined a game. All right. They were 10 of 10 in this game. The reason that you get those those calls, you know, and I, I looked into it like Devin Booker. You're the question you have to ask is like, well, is he become is he finally getting superstar treatment after going supernova in the playoffs last year? Is Devin Booker all of a sudden getting superstar treatment? That's why he's getting to the line shooting a career high 8.1 free throws a game. Kevin Durant shooting 8.6 free throws a game, which is like his fifth highest in his career. He is a master of getting to the line and drawing contact. Uh, with Devin Booker, it's, it's very clear that the reason he's getting to the line more is he's driving more than he ever has in his entire career. He's averaging, I think, I think it was like 16 or 15.8 drives per game, whereas like last year it was like 13. The year before that was like 11. You know, So it's a pretty substantial amount. So you have this team that has a reputation for drawing contact. And for some reason they weren't calling that contact and, Ke- and Kevin Durant. Yeah. He got a technical because of it. And I was right with him. I'm, I'm surprised he didn't get teed up twice because he went after the officials again, because he was continuing yeah. to get slapped on the arm. Uh, that, that's the only, one of the only ways you can defend him, especially as, as you mentioned, it's his, when he drives across the lane, not towards the basket, but across it and then rises up to, he gets to the center of the lane. That shot that we see in practice, during pregame over and over again, that high uh, middle of the key jumper, but he gets fouled on it and there was nothing called. So I'm not going to say that that's the reason we lost this game, but it was definitely uh, just a poorly officiated game in that respect. Yeah. The only reason I thought maybe we had a chance, um, I think 
Kevin Durant just knew like in this type of game, they need to get to the line even more. Um, yes. you know, the Suns, Suns right now, like they're just that good of a team getting like like you said, where they can get 40 attempts tonight and it's okay if they are what did the Raptors get? They got fucking 21. So if they were like mm-hmm. up 40 to 21 in the free throw race, then that's fine. Cause I mean, it's Kevin Durant. And I think he just knew this the way the game was gonna go. It's like we gotta get to the line because we're not making shit obviously so i think that's what he was trying to do and it was funny on the second technical that should have been second tech he's just yeah. like oh wait i'm sorry i'm sorry i didn't mean yeah. to it's okay it's okay he was just trying to hold it back a little bit a little opposite of what draymond does yeah draymond goes did you watch that game last night i i saw highlights of him he should got thrown out of the game again right Two Dude, he, no he should have he should have. i, yeah, I watched that one. i watched that entire game yeah he draymond is just getting nuttier and nuttier like he, he, there's one play where he gets elbowed in the face. It, it glances and he clearly flops it and they should have teed him up for that. And right after he gets a tee, he swipes hard on Malik Monk and then stares at the ref. Like if it's any other player, they're gone, man. But he's just, that guy's nuts. I'll tell you who played like nuts tonight. Oh, Really nice night for Yusuf Nurkic again. Eight of twelve from the field, nineteen points, fourteen rebounds, six assists, a couple blocks in there, uh, even one of one from beyond the arc. Nurkic isn't good enough to be your second fiddle. You know, I mean, he's the guy who had to play second fiddle to Kevin Durant because Devin Booker only had the eight points. But another solid performance for him, which makes sense. You play against Jakob Pertl, Nurkic should win that battle, right? Yeah, um, but Pirtle was kind of at times just like unstoppable. I and mean, I don't think it was really Nurk's fault. It's just he was in good position. A lot of those rebounds That's what too. It was. Um, yeah, the, the the rebounds that the Raptors got, a lot of them I feel like they just kind of bounced their way towards the end there too. I know Achua was just killing us on the glass at one point towards the end of the fourth quarter. Um, and he just was hitting threes, but I think that Nurk tonight, man, he he's just it, tonight is just where you're just like you want to get down on your knees and be like, I love this guy. Like he's just, <laughs> dude, I love him. Like it's like, what are you talking about? You're talking about Nurk, right? It's like yes, but you don't understand what we had the last five years. This guy is on the floor all the time, almost. Like he's just out there pouring it, putting it on the line every night. And I think that um, what Nurk does best really is setting up uh, stuff with KD, and he's in t- continuing to improve that to where you can hit them on those little passes over the shoulder. Um, a few of them ended up dunks, and they're just getting so much better at that. Um, but the hustle from Nurk, and I'll always go back to just Bill Simmons talking about when we were driving on, the way to, on our way to Pace and where we were going. A while ago, he was talking about on the podcast, like every team needs that center, and he's kind of glossed over Nurk. But I'm like, just dude. right over him. Nurk is like the reason we were on that win streak too. He's been the most consistent player we had. He's had some games where he's like 2-2-1 two, two, and one or something crazy like that, but – it's been very few. He's just been that guy and he can outplay a lot of these centers in the NBA, but it's not just that. It's just the way he's really, really passing the ball now and really connecting with these guys. Um, I just don't think there's any, any other guy want in the league. I don't want him beat. I don't want Jokic. Those guys can suck it. I want, that's what I want. <laughs> I want him on that, on that contract. That's for damn sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, and D wig 24 in the chat brings up a, a great point. And something we don't talk about enough. I feel like on the, on the pod is, Great screener, a great screener. And it's exactly what you need to release Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. And hopefully one day Bradley Beal is to have somebody who can set quality screens. And he does that over and over and over again, willingly, willingly. Uh, he doesn't set half-ass screens like the, the player formerly known as DeAndre Ayton. And 
again, I just we're going to have great games. We're going to have bad games from Nurkic, but we've had more great, great or good games than we have uh, not as of late, and that's valuable. Uh, again, the yeah. the the fit is there. And Maya B asks in the chat, Matthew, did KD yell at him tonight? I don't think so. I don't think it's going to happen anymore. And even Booker talked about those screens. Like he throws a little shade at uh, DA once in a while. And he brought up, you know, we have guys like Nurk and Eubanks who are setting screens and know what they do on offense to help me out on doubles and stuff like that. So Nurk is setting those big monster screens. They don't get talked about enough. They need to, man, because he's pancaking. Oh, and the best thing tonight was when he just knocked Pirtle on his ass. And I think Pirtle was kind of like trying yes. to draw the foul. But he just dunks the ball. I'm like, dude, suck it. You're on the floor. Fucking suck my dick right now. Sorry, dude. Tonight's just a weird F- night. F- fucking Aiden would have like fadeaway jumper that. He would have knocked him over. I know. He would have no, turned around and been like, what do I do? And he would have went up for a layup. Like, um, who was it? Jordan Poole the other day. Totally faked this guy out of his shoes. Then he's like, he's like wide open. And then he <laughs> just hesitates. And then goes in for the layup and gets blocked. Like, that's what DA would have done. Yeah, and you know, it, the further we get away from it, obviously, I hope that there, a lot of people's eyes open up a little bit more relative to just kind of who he was and and what he brought or or didn't bring, kind of on a consistent basis. But you know what? That's the past. We'll let it go. Um, okay. We do. We have to. We never will. Yeah. But we're fans. Nope. I mean, <laughs> I mean, we That's still okay. talk. He fucked us for five years. I'm ready to <laughs> move on. I guess never, never. Uh, well, we we do have uh, Frank Vogel post game. Uh, this is via Dwayne Rankin on Twitter, uh, yeah. giving us the post game interview with Frank Vogel talking about Devin Booker. Give it just a second; it's processing. Um, it's a good That's time to remind you to subscribe, rate, and review if you're enjoying this here content. Whether you're watching us on YouTube, Twitter, uh, Instagram Live. Uh, I wonder if Frank Vogel's watching us right now. Let's see what he had to say. Um, okay. Okay. Um, I, I'm curious, was it, was he pressing to get back in there? Because it looked like it got progressively worse, or he looked stiffer as the game as he stayed in the game. Yeah, he was just trying to tough it out, see who loosen up. Okay. Um, concerned about the next game with him? Is it like it was? Yes, but uh, we'll, we'll see how that responds overnight. Okay. Okay. Curious, just overall, just Toronto's a team that attacks you, and it looked like that's what the case was all night, but they're coming off a of back-to-back. Just maybe your assessment of the game overall, considering those factors. Yeah, they had, uh, they had good juice. You know, it doesn't matter if they played last night. They lost last night, too. So, one after a loss, they were more on the edge. And, uh, you know, they played a terrific basketball game and you know, took us out of a lot of stuff we wanted to do. Um, credit them. Curious with Kevin, looked like he started slow rhythm wasn't there that a product of not playing playing the last couple of games yeah i missed a couple of games there's always a little bit of rhythm you know that you need to reestablish. but you know, we, we didn't do a good enough job screening for him okay and get him in open so he was kind of he was forced to like, have to do either too much one-on-one too much on his own and we're gonna be better with that curious with obviously when you're looking at um Nurkic, on both ends, like, you know, on the one he can he can draw fouls, he can score, but on the other end, they obviously were attacking him. Uh, maybe just speak to his overall effort tonight. Yeah, I thought Eric was really good. He's really improving uh, on the defensive side of the ball, you know, in terms of uh, really just putting his body in, in front of whatever drive comes to our basket. And, you know, our, our guards are uh, building trust with him, you know, by, by helping him. You know, and a lot of bigs 
sometimes would be hesitant to, to really attack the ball and protect the rim. Um, you know, if there are guys, you know, getting offensive rebounds or, right. or dump offs, and our guys are covering for him, which is making him uh, even more aggressive. He had a big block late, late in the game uh, that we thought could have uh, or at least gave us a chance um, down the other end. But he's really improving on that side of the ball, and he's strong that offensively as well. So there you go, Frank Vogel talking about uh, Devin Booker as well as KD and Yusuf Nurkic. So thoughts on those comments, Matthew? Yeah, I like he, how he brought up Nurk, and he is getting better defensively, and he made some big plays tonight, but then sometimes, you know, obviously they got to the to the rim at will. Um, but that's kind of been Nurk all year, but he is getting better. Those block shots and also just dunking the ball so much this year. It's crazy. Um, the Booker stuff, he'll never – he's not going to give you anything, right? He's not going to say yeah. anything and be like, yeah. Vogel yeah, never does, man. He's like, that's what, what the fuck I've am I doing here in Phoenix, man? <laughs> like I, I had the best roster, and these guys won't even play the superstars. So. <laughs> guys yeah. are having babies enough. What playing. what I, what I've learned from Vogel is he ain't gonna give you anything. He doesn't give you anything. He'd be like, I mean, Bradley Beal's playing tonight, and like literally, you walk out on the court, and you're, oh, he's not playing. He's like, motherfucker, just lied to me. Like, Vogel. <laughs> uh, that's just the way it goes. Uh, Nasir Little not being there tonight. One of the impacts that I noticed, and and it's weird to say this because. You know, Nasir Little, high upside guy, not a lot of runway, but has impressed me thus far this season. And I think uh, I'm not alone with how I've been impressed with how he's played. We were very stagnant on offense. It was a lot of ball watching. It was a lot of Kevin Durant. They'd run one high screen. And part of that is when Devin Booker was back in the game, he was hampered. He couldn't do back cuts or... Uh, come off screen rolls or pin downs, and nobody else on the team was really doing that. And I feel like this, when this, because like Eric Gordon's not going to, Eric Gordon's a camper, right? He's a guy who's just waiting yeah. for the defense to collapse on somebody who is penetrating, and then he's your pick and pop guy, and he's the guy who's popping. Uh, and he didn't do a great job popping tonight. As I mentioned, none of the Suns really did. He was two of five from beyond the arc. He's only four or nine from the field. Ten points, one rebound, one assist, one steal. It wasn't a great Eric Gordon game because I just wrote a piece on where the Suns would be without him. Um, but it's the Nasir Little types that can come in and are doing a lot of those off-ball movement actions that create even more space and just create hecticness. And I feel like... For some reason, the Suns didn't want to do that tonight. Maybe it's something they saw in the scouting report, uh, and maybe it's something that they did try a little bit early on, and those passes were being picked off because the Toronto Raptors are a long team. So, I mean, did you miss Nasir Little tonight, or am I just blind? Yeah, I totally did, and it's funny because I wrote yeah. that piece about Metu just, is Metu going to lose minutes when KD comes back? Um, And then all of a sudden, in that the piece I put, I was like, is Nazir Little, I mean, Nazir Little will always get minutes, unless mm -hmm. it's a DMP. And then the next fucking game, he's out. That always I know. Like, <laughs> we're back down to zero, right? Um, Nazir Little's like the guy, yeah, you just need him. Right now, he's like the guy in church where you pass around the money basket, and everyone's just putting in their dollars or cents. But he just is like, dude, this is fucking free money. He just takes some money and run, right? He just needs someone to fuck it up. And that's what we needed tonight. I just think that he could have been the guy that really just kind of got those extra rebounds, right? I know his rebound stats aren't that great, but when he's in there with Durant and Nurkic, like they make a difference all together. They really do. He doesn't get credit for the rebounds, but he's in there bodying up guys, boxing guys out. So you miss that a lot from him tonight. And uh, I just like his overall game and the energy he brings to a, to a team like this. But to, uh, well, 
according to the 10 points tonight, I was just thinking like, it would be nice if one of those guys got hot early. Cause KD yeah. and look at the way they were shooting when that's happening. And they're just trying to find their shot in this game. Then there's so much focus on that more than just moving the ball and trying to get things, you know, moving around because no one's really hot. And then the defense isn't really caring as much. The doubles aren't coming. Katie's just kind of doing what he wants on the smaller defender. And they're just kind of letting him because he's not making anything. So there's not a whole lot of focus there. So you're not going to have other guys really open or cutting or anything like that. Um, Josh Kogi did a good job tonight. I feel like for a really good stint there in the third quarter um, of cutting, making the extra play, but it just wasn't good enough. I mean, it wasn't enough. It was good enough for him. It wasn't enough for the Suns. No, I, I completely agree. And I think that, you know, you hit on a couple really good points there. Uh, one about Josh Okogie, but two, just about how, you know, overall the way that this offense is melding together and how uh, you needed one of those guys to get hot early. Look at what happened when the Suns beat the Knicks in the last game when it was just Booker. It was Eric Gordon who got hot early while Devin Booker struggled. And in this game, you had both Devin Booker and Kevin Durant struggling in that first half, and there was no tertiary guy to give you consistent scoring. Well, maybe that was Nurkic a little bit. But for the most part, from a perimeter standpoint, it just didn't exist. Just the yeah. way it goes. Yeah, I, I love Nurk. A lot um, lately. You, you ever notice like Nurk doesn't have like any muscles, really? I mean, if you took a shirt off, I'm sure he has some muscles, but it's just like – no, he's not flabby, but he just doesn't have any definition in his arms. It's just crazy to me. A guy like that, that he doesn't have. I guess he he's just a him. he's just a brick shit house, man. He just get in the way. I guess so I can just run you over. So you mentioned Josh Akogi. Uh, he was the only guy who was matching the intensity and the hustle of the Toronto Raptors in this game, in my opinion, on both ends of the floor. 24 minutes, 2 of 4 from the field, 6 of 6 from the free throw line, because he continues to get the majority of his points from the free throw line, 10 total points, 7 rebounds, 4 of those on the offensive end, and a couple assists. That's why, even during his slump, when we talked about him being played off the court from a starting standpoint, that's why he will garner minutes because of the way that he hustles and the way he attacks the game. And it, you hope that it rubs off on his fellow teammates. And unfortunately it didn't. The only guy he kind of rubbed off on was Utah Wantanabe, but he was Utah tonight. He was his ass. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about him ass. in a second. Uh, Cause I'll give him his drop. Uh, but Josh Akogi, like you said, cutting a little bit, just trying to do some things. He'll continue to be in the lineup because of his effort. Right. Oh yeah. Um, it was so hard to get through that little, uh, period of time where we come on the pod and he's just complete crap. And everyone's like, Josh, Kogi needs to go be traded all this. I'm always like, yeah. guys, guys, just wait, just wait it out. Wait it out a little bit. All right. The pillars aren't really there yet, but he'll have these games and the zero threes is awesome. Like he had the pump fakes in the corners and getting by guys. Like he can still do that. They're, they still think he's going to shoot the three, but he shouldn't be shooting those corner threes. He should be taking it to the rim, trying to draw contact, finding guys. Like he found you to, We'll talk about it a little bit on that one pass, and I was just like, "Damn, you got to make that layup." Totally missed it, man. Totally missed it. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Let's let's talk about Udass. Utah, the That's the other thing. I make all these drops, and I update all these drops for these players with their their new highlights and i haven't had to play any of them like nasir littles he's not on the team or he's not he's he's not with the team so it's just like 
Um, but yeah, tell me about you don't want Tanabe tonight, man. Like he was, you know, from a statistical standpoint, he came in, he only played 60 minutes, 0 5 from the field, 0 3 from downtown, a uh, couple blocks in there, but a turnover, a rebound. He just was all over the place, man. I just don't like him anymore. I don't, wow. I don't know, dude. I like him. If I saw him. It's hard to trade him. He's just such a cute looking guy with a big smile. You just don't want to say anything bad to him. I don't like him on the floor, dude. I don't like he had that one drive where he had a clear. Well, he had to kind of fake a guy out, but he's bringing the ball up. He saw there's a path to the hoop, went for it. He got fouled, but he like tripped over his own feet. It's yeah. just like he's not there, dude. He's he's so close. But then when he misses, it's bad. And he's usually on the ground and he's just on the opposite side, not doing what he's supposed to be doing. Um, I just, I kind of given up on him. And when I see him on the floor, I don't really want him to be there. It's just so hard for me to say this stuff because I was looking forward to him so much, but he'll have those games where he hits two threes. It's like, oh, nice. That there was like he last is. Game. But it's like, we have other guys that can do that too. And then play defense and then make a difference in other ways, but he doesn't do much, man. He had a good little block on defense today. That's about it. <laughs> yeah that was so cute but but you're not wrong i mean that's literally was like that was about it you know he he uh he hasn't impressed in any way shape or form for quite some time like you said he comes in gives you a couple three pointers on occasion and just you know carries on with his life and you know still he has the length you know that's the one thing that i'll give him is is he has the length and that is something that is going to keep him in Frank Vogel's system uh, for a period longer until Frank Vogel goes, yeah, this guy, like Nasir Little's taking his minutes. If Nasir's here today, he takes his minutes because he's the first guy off the bench. And he's somebody who uh, just, he, he gets the basketball IQs there. Whereas you don't want to know basketball IQ. I just, I haven't seen it yet. And, Maybe I'm wrong, but I mean, the guy's been in the league for six, seven years. Like, this is kind of who he is. Yeah. Uh, and we have to kind of accept that. Yeah, he can fireball from three. That's valuable. It unbelievably valuable, but you have to play both sides of the court. And I know this is going to change, too. I know this narrative is going to change. He is going to be that next guy who goes on a heater for the Suns. And all of a sudden, we're like, yeah, okay. Uh, you don't want to not be. We were wrong. And I, I'm, I'm waiting for that day. I'm waiting for that day because. I believe that it can happen, but I'm not counting my chickens or anything. Or it's uh, it's more of a shamit thing, though. We're gonna be wishing this all season, and I don't think it's gonna come through. I just I don't feel it, and I think when you see like the difference with like a Metsu and Goodwin, and even what we're seeing from Little, like those guys took maybe a few games, maybe a week or two, and then they started to hit. Yuta's been the same player. Like it's just. They're putting him in situations where he's going to fail, and it's just basically all over the court. And I don't know how you fix that, man. And uh, someone did say that he's – oh, Yuta, John Yuta Carl. John Carl said Yuta is simply <laughs> soft. I don't think he's soft. I just think he is just always overmatched. I think he has a lot of heart, and he plays like a lot of these guys with a lot of fire. And, you know, if I want to be cheesy, continue with that stuff. <laughs> the fire, the heart, the desire, the lights, the dust, all that stuff. <laughs> Smoke, the lights. Smoke and lights. Uh, he <laughs> – he plays with it. He's too he frantic. Just, he's crazy. He reminds me of Animal, like the Muppet drummer, who's just kind of like, yes. oh, that's yeah, kind of, that's, that's, that's you yeah. to Watanabe. Maybe I'll add that <laughs> yeah. to his drop. Uh, Jordan Goodwin. Where's my dog? Jordan. Dog There's my dog. There's your new highlights. All right, Jamsters who are watching. Love it. Love it. Love uh, it. 
uh, 23 minutes, four of eight from the field, one of three from beyond the arc, six rebounds, four assists, nine points. This is the kind of bench guy you want. This guy who comes in and affects the game in multiple different facets, not just the fact that he can stand in the corner and hit three pointers. Uh, he is a lot like a Kogi where he too brought the energy and some scoring much needed scoring for the Phoenix suns tonight and continues to do so. And I'm continuing to believe and buy in the stock, if you will, of Jordan Goodwin. Can he, you think he'll reach like the, the peak Cameron Payne kind of play come off the bench. Yes. I think I see that from him, I where, can but too. he's making the right plays in the paint, man. That floater is deadly, but he's always, he's making sure he's like running the offense at a slow, nice, gentle pace. And he's not really just winding up for like the, I don't know, for like the crazy play to come out. Like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to hit a three. I'm going to set this guy for an alley. Like he's not trying to be too crazy. He's like, he's kind of settled in now. And I think he's kind of just our backup point guard now. And I hate because these games he has, they're so great. Uh, this is probably, I think this is, probably his better game he's had this year with the four four assists and nine points and the six rebounds. Mm-hmm. But I just think the way he played, it kind of sucks we lost because he did his best to really keep this team in the game and then, you know, get so close to like tying it or taking the lead. And then they kept hitting the Raptors just kept hitting threes or getting the second chance points. But his play, dude, he is, I think just our backup point guard. And I think he can just be a guy that can set everybody up and everyone's going to love to play with this guy. No, I completely agree. And again, a young player. So he's still developing, obviously, uh, into somebody who's going to be, I think he can get to that campaign level for the Phoenix Suns. Uh, campaign had some consistency to him, especially in that, you know, uh, playoff run where he was just un- an unbelievable offensive player. I think what Goodwin brings is he will have a pain like impact. Uh, and that is to say, the way that he impacts the game will be Payne esque. Payne did it primarily on the offensive end and the, his hustle on defense in the uh-huh. in the in for full court. Whereas I feel like Goodwin will have some extra rebounds and he can get that play. He can he'll get the 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 footy. He'll get it. He'll get it rocking. Um, before we go to subreddit stakeout, uh, Nigel Farrell, are we ever going to see Bull Bull? I hope not. In a I month, hope not. I hope not. If we get to bowl bowl, like fucking run for the hills, man, the season is how you say over. The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. Whoa. It's, Whoa. It's, it's piggy, Matthew. It's not whoa, Matthew. Yeah. It's, it's, it's snorting, Matthew. So, Matthew, you were on the subreddit for the Toronto Raptors. You were north of the border this evening. How was it north of the border? How's your health care? Oh, <laughs> isn't it free? Yes. Uh, I don't know. Needles, you tell me. All the needles are dirty? Is that how it works? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how it works up there. Right. Are uh, there any jamsters from Canada watching along live? If you're not watching along live, if you're listening or watching later just just say yes just out loud thank you yes so you gotta say like Cana- canadian i was about to sing okay oh, hey. oh oh canada, oh, canada. our hey. home and faithful matthew piggy what did you see on the matthew, oh, how'd you know my nickname in high school uh <laughs> kd is a pure hooper hooper is that so that was canadian? nice that was probably a jam KD is a pure hooper. Pure hooper, don't pure you know? Hooper. Uh, this is a scrappy basketball game. That's yeah, a good scrappy. comment. That's that is... scrappy as hell. Are I they talking about us one. or them? It's a scrappy game. 
true. It's just a scrappy game. It's you one of those everyone's so on the floor. Ridiculous. It's on the floor, dude. We sure as hell don't, we sure as hell don't hit shots, but you can get physical when we want to. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Scotty and Pascal should play 80% of the fourth, not 60%. And there was a lot of comments. Uh, Sorry. By that boring? You had to put Frank Vogel on? No, I was deleting the video and I accidentally clicked it. <laughs> when you talk, I do some housekeeping notes. Oh, I'm okay. Clean up the pod. So I'm way over here, like reading the screen. Um, but yeah, Scotty Barnes, just play through him, man. That guy's insane this year, right? Yeah, he's that? he's pretty good. He led them in scoring tonight, twenty three points. Yeah, he's fucking great. I'm just year, I'm blowing in your I'm blowing in your ear. Oh, I appreciate it. I'm trying to focus and read these. Dude. Oh, this one, John. This one's for you, man. <laughs> oh, good. So those of us who play two K, if you use yeah. Drew Eubanks' movement style, it makes you a faster player on the game. Interesting. Yeah, Eubanks has kind of been shitty ever yeah, since okay. I wanted him to start a center. Yeah, stop shit things. Can't even make a little like bunny hook or two whatever. Is, two is six, four rebounds, four points, one block. Like I don't know, just like being out rebound, out out man by the backup center always, almost every night. Yeah, it's been a rough go for OU Banks. Yeah, um, I feel like this game's where um, Durant and Booker go off in the fourth and they win by like three points or some shit, like a demoralizing loss. So yeah, I can see that because they were so cold all game, but nope. And that's the end of the most boring subreddit ever. Yeah, it's from Canada. The Suns Jam Session subreddit stakeout. All right, Jam Star time. Wait, do you have anything else in your notes? No, I don't have much notes. Is there anything you want to talk about about the Toronto Raptors? No. Okay. Dennis Schroeder, 11 assists. Good Jam star of the game. Quiz saltiest game. He says in the chat, ew, he goes, no, ew, Banks. Oh, my bad. I <laughs> you said Drew Banks. Like, no. Did I say no, Drew Banks? I think so. Oh. But it's ew, Banks. Yeah, he's been kind of kind of funky. Uh, let us know in the chat who your Jam star of the game is. Is it your turn or my turn to go first? Oh, your turn. I'm going to Nurk. I'm giving Nurk. I think it's the first time I'm, I'm giving him one this yes. season. Um, but 19 points, 14 rebounds for Nurk. Yeah, it's my first time giving him one. Um, yeah, who are you giving it to? I'll go Nurk. Wow, we're both Let me settle with the up. big Nurk tonight. Nurkalicious make definition making boys go crazy. Um, let's see. John Trance says Nurkic jam star? Question mark. Nurk is my jam star from Kiko. Uh, I give it to Nurk tonight from Suns Fever 83. Nurk, Nurk, Nurk from Kip. Nurk from Salty's Gaming. Uh, Jamusif Starkitch. Jamusif Starkitch. <laughs> well done, John, John Tran. No star from Fumar Els Oso. Oh. No Next up for the Phoenix Suns, we play again on Friday, and it's going to be interesting because we don't know who the fuck's going to be playing. Uh, 8 p.m. It's going to be a late game against the Denver Nuggets. The Nugs, the world champion Denver Nuggets are coming to town. Currently 12-6, and 
a team that uh, is 14th in points per game and 7th in opposing points per game, has a offensive rating that is 10th best in the league, a defensive rating that is 8th in the league, and a net rating that is 8th in the league at plus 4.2. They have had some injuries. Uh, Aaron Gordon is day-to-day. Uh, did you see that they had they had no Gordon? Yes. No, no Jokic, no Murray, and somebody else was out. Uh, uh, no, that was, was that was, was it. I don't know. And, but they, I just, and they and they beat the Clippers in L.A. last night. Yeah. Oh, was it two nights ago? Or was it last night? I think it was last. It was last night. Damn. Oh yeah, it was yeah. last night. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, they had um, freaking By what's it? What's it? Let's go off. Like DeAndre Jordan had like twenty-two, eleven, and eight, or something crazy like that. And then they had um, who else went off? There's some other guy, dude. Yeah. Yeah. DeAndre Jordan. Uh, uh, Reggie Jackson, thirty-five Jackson. points, thirteen assists, thirty-five and thirteen. 40 minutes played from Reggie Jackson. He was 15 of 19 from the field, three or four from beyond the arc against his old team, uh, the Los Angeles Clippers. He's fucking cooked him, man. Remember Red, Reggie Jackson, when we played the Clippers in the Western Conference Finals in 2021, Reggie Jackson was a thing. Like, he was a yeah. problem. Uh, and he's gone to Denver and just kind of, like, existed. Um, you wanted we'll him last year, remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, I definitely. Yeah. Bio guy. Yeah, I thought he was bio, right? Yeah, and he ended up with the Denver Nuggets, and he was one of the ones that it actually worked out for. So uh, overall, the, a team that's second in the league in assists, they are fifth in field goal percentage, uh, rebounding their average of the pack, free throw attempts, they're 27th. So a team that's not getting to the line a bunch, which is very, very rare, I feel. I feel like Jokic alone gets to the line uh, an absolute ton. Uh, just because of the way that he can manipulate the defense, manipulate the his body, and also just manipulate the referees. Uh, and he's averaging six a game, which is his second highest in his career. Or, I'm sorry, yes, second highest in his career, but the rest of the team just really isn't doing that. But he's also leading the league in rebounds currently. So a tough game, right? It's going to be tough, and it makes it even worse with the, book, with the Booker news, man. I've had a lot of caffeine tonight, dude. I'm like talking ahead of myself a lot tonight and just not a lot of in and out now. burger yeah i had two diet yeah cokes and two coffees and um two diet cokes and two coffees yeah i had that today is it because you got the new job yeah got the yeah. new job and i got the coffee i'll walk around and go to the uh the break room and get a coffee and stuff you know i do office stuff it's pretty cool that's what people do in the yeah, office. They just sit awesome around the, the 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 coffee machine and just talk about the signs yeah. there's no one around and that's just the way it goes. I keep saying that. I got to I got to change it up. So the reason it, I just say I I've said like over the past like four or five podcasts, I keep saying that's just the way it goes. And no, oh, I notice it because in my head, every time I say that, I finish a, a quote of a line from a movie. So for those of you who've ever seen South Park, Bigger, Longer and Uncut, the movie from like 1999, to me it's one of the funniest movies ever made. It is nonstop humor. It's a great musical written by Matt Stone and Trey Parker. And in one of the songs, it's uh, a crescendo where they have multiple songs going on at the same time. And it's one where they're like, blame Canada, blame Canada. They're not in a real country anyway. And at one point, there's like the little kids with uh, the little French kid. Who's, you know, they're part of Les Resistances. And, and one of the little kids sings a line. He goes, uh, so if they cut your dick in half and feed it to a pig... And though it hurts, you laugh and you dance a dickless jig. 
but in but that's the way it goes in war you're shat upon though we die the resistance lives on Blame Canada. Blame Canada. <laughs> tomorrow night it's, it's such an amazing movie. and so i've been saying that on multiple podcasts I'm like well that's just the way it goes and in my head <laughs> next line is in war you're shat upon though we die <laughs> i need to i need to definitely watch that Again, it's been a while i've only oh, seen it once my whole of, life oh my god i've seen yeah. it so many times like that and basketball life which is also trace that's underrated a little it's bit right so good They're it's so funny of but of course just, we graduated nice, cock beer it's it's a it's a nice little comedy i don't think it's the funniest it's just a nice little relaxing one to watch it's a funny one and, but south park bigger longer uncut is like top three funniest mm-hmm. movies all time for me top three i couldn't give you the that I, we'd have to sit and do a whole podcast on what the top three are, but like it is in the top three for me. So on that note, is there anything else you'd like to talk about before we get out of here? No, uh, dumb and dumber is in the top three, right? You think, nope. are you dumb and dumber? Okay. And dumb I like, I love dumb and dumber when I was a kid and it's still funny to me, but it's not the same kind of like, I have sick twisted humor. I'm talking about getting your dick cut off in half. Like, I think that kind of shit's funny. It's big dick booker stuff. You know, like you don't get any of those dick and fart jokes really in, uh, uh dumb dumber in fact the only the only one that's really funny the funniest part of the movie is when he's like just go man he's like peeing on like that's funny to me like i'm a child i'm a 41 year old child (laughs) with hairs that are getting gray in the beard a little bit Mm, more every day mine too i think i have more than you dude i think you do yeah on on that note chancers we're gonna go ahead and get out of here uh tough night for the phoenix suns (laughs) we'll be back live after the denver nuggets game on friday uh, we'll see what happens then. But until then, Jamsters, go home and love your Canadians. Blame Canada. Blame Canada. MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.